Hello, I'm Gene Carr. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Allo.ai. We're a technology company and our service reinvents the walkie-talkie as a mobile app. It's designed to help teams dramatically improve the way they communicate and coordinate in real time. Welcome to today's edition of the 10.4 Podcast, where I talk with leaders in the field of live event operations and security across all industries. We aim to understand what goes on behind the scenes to make teams work well together. Today's guest is Joe Tisch, who comes from the world of live ticketed events. Joe has an incredible experience in this field. He started his career at Tickets.com, where he worked for seven years on the sales engineering and product side, before moving to Patron Technology, where he had roles initially in client success, leading to becoming Vice President of Implementation Services. He also simultaneously served as the general manager of the ticketing company, Seat Advisor. Today, Joe is Vice President of Integrated Solutions at Patron Technology, which means that he works across all divisions of the company, helping to run and manage teams on-site at major events, such as massive conventions and Comic-Cons. In our conversation, we talk all about the challenges and techniques he uses to get the best results from teams he leads operating under really stressful situations. Let's get started. Welcome, Joe, and thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Gene. I wonder if you could start by talking to me about the kinds of events that you manage. Give us a flavor for the kinds of complexities and the kinds of events that you typically work at. Oh, goodness. Well, I work at a wide variety of events. So everything from pretty straightforward music festivals on a small scale with, say, 5,000 people in attendance over the course of a few days to much larger events that may have several hundred thousand people attending over the course of multiple days and including multiple venues that are not strategically located near one another. Uh, So that can add a lot of logistics and extra care to the events. Now, when you're working with a team, how big are those teams typically? How many people do you have on site um, at any one time? I'd say on the low end, maybe six or eight, and on the high end, it could be well over 25. And, and how do you prepare your team for showing up on a live event? Do you have some kind of a protocol or process that, that you go through to get teams aligned before they even show up? Absolutely. It's an ever-changing process because one of the things I think is most critical to continuing to be successful when you're managing live events is the constant evaluation that you have to do before, during, and after events so that you continue to find those ways to make it better. So, But in general, yes, there's a basic plan that you're going to want to assemble the team from each of the disciplines that you're going to need on site create team leaders, create liaisons that are working directly with the client. They may have multiple departments that you're coordinating with on their end, which could add, in addition to the 25 staff, say, that you have on site, could lead to interacting with potentially hundreds of people on the the client side of things. So you have to have all that in place before you arrive and make sure that everyone knows their role and uh, who is going to be the person that they turn to if something is outside of their role so that you uh, keep the communication channels moving clearly and efficiently. Now, you as a leader, 
in a live event setting where there's lots of pressures and things are changing, what would you say are the two or three things that keep you focused, that, that you rely on as a managerial tactic? Well, obviously organization is one of them, making sure that you have thought through things ahead of time and tried to be as organized as possible. Communication is probably the biggest uh, piece of what I have to rely on when I'm on site to be able to effectively manage. And that can often be a challenge based on the location of where you're at, the, the sheer physical size, the number of people you're communicating with, but it's really the central key to have quick, effective communication. That's that's the biggest thing that I find helps me stay focused in on what's happening in multiple locations. I can't be everywhere at once, right? So I have to have that communication from the team, from the client, um, and make sure that I'm staying aware and alert of everything that's happening from a bigger picture level so that the small issue that may be happening in location A I need to be able to evaluate that that's going to have a domino effect on other locations and other processes and be able to manage that from a higher level. So let's talk a bit about some specifics. This past year, you've had some pretty big and amazing shows. Why don't you grab an experience that you had, um, something that was really out of the ordinary or something extraordinary that you learned a lesson from or that you were able to demonstrate to your team a really effective way of managing? I worked a couple of unusual events this year, at least for me. The uh, most recent was BravoCon, and it was the first year that Bravo Television held a fan convention. And it included three different locations that were up to 20 minutes apart from one another. It included a production agency that we needed to liaison with, which, and as well as the actual network itself. And then the network has a parent company. So there were multiple organizations involved. It was also their first year. So there were a lot of questions on their end and a lot of potential changes and, and modifications as we moved closer to the event and while we were on site. So being able to have a key person for communications for all those teams help all the different departments or divisions that we had on site but being able to witness sort of the communication and the cross communication and how that more quickly solved problems I think was really beneficial for some of them who have sort of been in their own division for a while and and never had to sort of step out of that and look at that larger picture and uh, because of the very nature I mean you're dealing with celebrities and live events and and people who can be late or show up early or the weather all those you know factors that can be variable it, it helped us make very quick adjustments on the fly and keep everyone satisfied and so I think it was really uh, a good way for those folks to see that in action uh, and then the other big event I did was Comic-Con in New York City which is several hundred thousand people over the course of a few days and it's just a, a a monstrous event. There is so much going on. And one of the things we learned there was that we had to have better ways to communicate because we were dealing with 14 and 15 radio channels and literally hundreds of people trying to communicate and the communications could get lost in that kind of process that was happening. So we had to sort of create private channels to communicate for things that didn't need to go out over the public airwaves or clutter up that other communication channel. And 
again, keeping, you know, there we had, again, multiple divisions of the company deployed on site. It was communication, again, was the key there, was keeping everyone with daily updates, midday updates, end of day updates, as well as all the normal conversation that happens throughout an event. And, and then I'd say in general, at, at both of those events, and just in events in general, uh, you always find the places where you forgot to ask the question ahead of time. It's the thing I like to do is is just ask a lot of questions as you're planning for the event. You you have to think of it not only from the operational side on your end and keeping your team organized and keeping the client's uh, wishes in mind and keeping everything moving. You have to be able to step outside of that and imagine how the fan is going to experience everything because the decision you make that seems logical for the execution from a technology standpoint or a logistics standpoint seems to make total sense until you go experience it on the other side. And then you're like, hmm, maybe this isn't as great an experience for the fan as it could be because some decision we've made on the other side from a logistics point of view has now created a barrier or a roadblock or friction as, as the industry is uh, fond of saying it creates friction for them and you want to remove that. So you have to be able to sit back in advance guessing how some things will go and ask every possible question you can think of. And you're always going to find out later, maybe you forgot to ask one question about where does that door go or what time does that gate open or why is there even a gate there? Some of them seem really obvious, but you discover those throughout the event and you have to be flexible and agile. Give me an example, if you can, of, of an experience that you had, let's say at Comic-Con, that was one of those things where you might have forgotten to ask the question and how did you solve that problem? Uh, yeah, uh, I can. Uh, one of those was where to put the table for folks that maybe had a ticket issue. This year, the Javits Center was undergoing construction, which changed the routine setup that we've had for several years, and we had to make adjustments that were hard to imagine ahead of time until you're actually in the space and you realize, oh, because of construction, these doors are now blocked, this road is different, the traffic pattern is slightly different, and you've anticipated some of that, but one of those little things was, where are we going to put this table? Everyone just made an assumption, they kind of put the table where it went, and what we found out immediately on the first day was anytime there was uh, more than one person maybe coming over to say, hey, I forgot my tickets at home, or my ticket doesn't seem to be working, and we had to do a little research to solve for that, suddenly we were in the way of the, the traffic of everyone else trying to go through because everything was so condensed and slightly altered this year. So it was one of those, and you're, you know, you're set up over there relying on electrical power and tables and chairs and things that need to be moved by maybe a house crew. So you can't just like pick up and go somewhere. You have to get in touch. You have to communicate with multiple departments. Then you have to move everything. And all the while, you don't want to interfere with the traffic pattern and the, the flow of fans in and out. So you're trying to do this in a very quick manner, but also the least disruptive that you can to the folks who might need you. And we were able to solve that very quickly. We just, you know, get a little team of folks down there, pick things up and move them. And we sort of located a better spot where we wouldn't uh, interfere in something that seems as simple as a traffic pattern, but can create a real backup for people. And, and again, creates that friction for the fan who had to wait longer to get in if you're in the way. So you have to be able to 
not just think, oh, this table's a problem, but now the traffic's a problem if we move it over there, et cetera. So it was, it was pretty quickly fixed, but that was just one of the many small things that can happen that maybe you forgot to ask that question ahead of time of, I remembered where to move everything else and that one table got overlooked. <laughs> Let me ask, uh, as a manager, you know, when you do these big events like a Comic-Con event where you literally have tens of thousands of people, there's got to be a huge stress level on your team. What, what would you find are the things that help you manage your team and keep them centered and, and not getting completely burned out? <laughs> oh, that is so true. Uh, <laughs> you definitely have a lot of stress because everyone wants to perform well and make things uh, as smooth as possible. And then you, you know, when you open a gate in the morning for a Comic-Con, you already have 5,000 people in line waiting to get through the gate as quickly as possible. So your adrenaline is going and you're ready to get everybody moving. Obviously, preparation, right? Making sure that we have really well-trained people who know how to handle the roles they're given it is essential to them feeling confident that when they walk in, they know what to do and they know how to manage it. You oftentimes see people who that, you know, the minute a scanner doesn't do something right, they just look very confused and you can tell their stress level just went up. So you have to make sure that you have time uh, set aside in advance to actually make sure those people are well-trained. And I don't mean 10 minutes before the gates open, I mean the day before the gates open, right? That you bring people together and you have that session and you do those walkthroughs and you can apply that across the board to all the different things at, at an, uh, a live event. Sure. And then you have to make sure that you're, you know, don't have that person working for six, eight hours straight without breaks and rotating people through different positions and giving them the opportunity to experience it slightly differently. You, you want to make sure that they have that time to uh, do the work, relax a little, compose themselves, prep for the next round, and maybe get to experience some different things while they're doing it. And that keeps them fresh and alert and interested as well. I was going to say, you're sort of hinting that perhaps you rotate assignments. If you've got people on site, maybe you ask them to do different things on different days. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, we'll often take people who might have uh, been supervising one of the entrance areas on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, they'll, they'll stay in the ticketing area. Uh, so they're not necessarily doing the exact same thing day after day. Other folks, uh, it may just be as simple as rotating locations or uh, that type of thing. So it's uh, not everyone can be rotated. Some people have a very special skill set that, that determines where they work. But where we can, we try to move those people around a little bit so that they are not just doing the same thing over and over and over for multiple days. <laughs> I don't envy your job having to manage all these people in stressful situations. I wonder if there's any sort of piece of advice for people that are just getting into the field and don't have as many years of experience. What would you leave them with as, uh, as kind of a watchword for getting into the business? Ask questions. Experience it as the fan. Never think you're overorganized. <laughs> that I think is the the right way for us to end. So thank you very much for your time. It's been delightful to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for this edition of the 104 podcast. You can get in touch at our website at allo.ai or find me on Twitter at Gene Carr. And please subscribe to the 104 podcast on Apple Podcasts 
wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks.